Welcome to Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and each week we bring you visits and conversations with people doing healing work for this world, hearing what they're doing and what inspires them and supports them in doing it. Welcome to Spirit in Action. We have a real treat for you today for Spirit in Action. We have two great guests who go great together. The amazing thinker and author, Parker Palmer, is with us, and he is joined by the wonderful singer, songwriter, and world healer, Carrie Newcomer. I've had them both as guests individually in the past, but I have them here today to catch up on their various collaborations, the first being a word and song and connecting experience called Healing the Heart of Democracy. Then there was... What We Need Is Here, and their newest collaboration is called The Growing Edge. Your heart, mind, and spirit will be enriched and empowered by the gifts they bring as Parker Palmer and Carrie Newcomer join me via Zoom from their home bases in Madison, Wisconsin, and Bloomington, Indiana. Carrie, how wonderful to have you back today for Spirit Next. It's been so long since I talked to you, 2000 and. Uh, 19. That's last year already since I've talked to you. (laughs) Well, it's great to be here. Great to be on the show again. And Parker, it's been much longer for you. And it's all the more that it warms my heart to have you here today for Spirit in Action 2012 till now. Well, great to be back with you, Mark, and to be with my buddy, Carrie, as well. The two of you individually are great. But any day that I get to have both of you here, I consider this a banner day for myself. Back in 2012, back when I interviewed you, Parker, when you had just released your work, Healing the Heart of Democracy, I had intended to interview the two of you together, but somehow that never came together. So this has been long in coming. Would either of you care to describe what the Healing the Heart of Democracy collaboration that you did, what it's about? Well, I'll just start us off here. So I published Healing the Heart of Democracy in 2011, and we were, Carrie and I were in midstream with all kinds of conversations about shared concerns. And as as you know, Mark, one of our strong shared concerns is community building in its many, many forms. That's how Carrie sees her music. That's how I see my writing, communities of dialogue, communities of shared interest, communities in which we probe the small topics like the good, the true, and the beautiful and try to address the world through those lenses. One of the fruits of those conversations around the time the book came out was a song and spoken word event called Healing the Heart of Democracy, A Gathering of Spirits for the Common Good. And of course, the subtitle is the title of one of Carrie's signature songs, A Gathering of Spirits. And our intent in that show was to mix words and music in a way that we believed and have since learned for sure reaches people on two or three channels in a way that either words or music taken alone don't quite accomplish. We now have an unbroken string of song and spoken word events. Healing the Heart of Democracy was the first one. We performed that probably eight or ten times. And now we're in the middle of an equally long run with a show called What We Need Is Here, Hope, Hard Times, and the Human Possibility. With that, let me see what Carrie has to say about that collaboration. Yeah, I think Parker described it very well. And it was our first spoken word and music program together. And yeah, it was something that we were experimenting with, this idea that when people 
would experience the program, there would be language, there would be poetry, there would be ideas, and at the same time, there would be music. And, and, and actually, at a certain point in the show, we, we stop the show and we have people talk to one another, that they actually participate in the program themselves. So trying to give an experience that felt very community, felt very full and kind of mind, body, and spirit, you know, idea. So it was, it was a really uh, wonderful experience. And uh, we did the show several places, as Parker had mentioned. And I think right now there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are navigating these troubled times and need language, need conversation. How do I fit into this? How do I interact with this idea of democracy in my own personal life and in my community? It was a wonderful program. I, I loved doing it with Parker. And it was our first one that we did together. Does that succeed in bringing all these flailing arms right now? I feel like politically, in particular in the U.S., we have flailing arms and nattering heads. And how do you actually bring back to the center of democracy with your content? How does it do that? Well, it's a great question, Mark. And of course, it would require an answer that would go much longer than the hour we have on this program and probably would require people to be there to experience it because it's hard to describe without the experience. But I'll say this. We have put on these two shows, Healing the Heart of Democracy, and now what we need is here probably 16 or 18 times for audiences ranging from 300 to 2,000 people. And it never fails that the show blows people away and that the remarks we get afterwards have a lot to do with people having a new sense of hope. It's partly the content of the words I speak. It's partly the content of the music Carrie sings. It's partly the piano playing of Gary Walters, her brilliant accompanist. And it's partly the way we do all of that, I think. We're really interested in appealing to the better angels of our nature, to quote Abraham Lincoln's great speech. And uh, apparently, through this mix of media, we managed to do that. Carrie mentioned the fact that in the middle of the show, we stop speaking or singing, and we invite the audience members to turn to one another, one-on-one, -on -one, and tell a, a story from their own lives around a question that, that we have framed. That's a remarkable moment in the show. You can feel things come alive. You can, you can feel this yearning that people have to be connected in a creative way now being manifested and expressed and actually embodied in the audience right in front of you. They love the words and music, but they really don't want to come back from talking with each other. And so it's a difficult thing to describe, and yet both of us can testify that it happens, and we keep getting invitations to put this on for audiences in various situations. Soon we're going to be down in Arizona, about 40 miles from the border, putting the show on for a church that is doing a lot of very heavy lifting on the border around critical humanitarian issues. It's a church that has served not only refugees and asylum seekers, but also border guards and their families who would have lost their homes or lost their autos or would not have had any food to eat during the government shutdown if this particular church had not been there. So you know, we feel that when we get invitations from a place like that, where people are doing very serious work around some of the most critical issues, the life and death issues in our democracy, that something is happening that is really kind of out of our hands. We're doing the best we can to let our little lights shine. But 
what's happening in response goes beyond anything that we could achieve ourselves. And you said people are inviting you down. Is this organized through you? Is it Mike Green, who organizes the itinerary for Carrie? Because I'm saying we need that up here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, too. A lot of times we've come through personal relationships and contacts. People who are familiar with both of us and familiar with our work often have worked with Parker and myself and really feel the show would be beneficial for their community. So often it comes through that, but not always, but but often. You know, I think it's interesting. The first show being Healing the Heart of Democracy was really very much based around Parker's book, Healing the Heart of Democracy. A lot of the content grew out of that. And a lot of the songs were songs that had been previously written, but worked with the material really well. The second show we did, What We Need Is Here, is kind of taking some of the same ideas, but we're putting it through the lens, a little more personal lens than societal lens. And most of the songs were all written for the show. They grew out of a two-year conversation that Parker and I, we just started having this conversation about this idea and some of the things that we were talking about and what in Healing the Heart of Democracy, what was happening in the country, what was happening in our personal lives. And out of that two-year conversation came the content, spoken word content, but also the songs grew out of those conversations. My last album, the Beautiful Not Yet, at least half the songs were written for what we need is here. So it's been interesting, the progression of how we've been approaching the material. But I'm really grateful to be able to do this. First of all, I love Parker's one of my favorite people in the world. And I think I'm maybe his biggest fan, except for maybe his wife, Sharon, and his granddaughter, <laughs> uh, Heather. But other than that, I'm way up there. So I love that. But I really have really appreciated the response that Parker's describing the sense of, of longing that I'm encountering everywhere I go, that we're longing for really authentic, meaningful conversation on how do we live in these troubled times and how do we do it with integrity? How do we do it in a way that bridges divisions, that they tell us there's no bridges? One of the songs, I think, in the newer show, What We Need Is Here, was inspired by a story told by a colleague, Craig Ellison, wonderful author, and he's a professor down at Emory Candler, and it's called Three Feet or So. He tells a story of his grandmother, asking his grandmother when he was a little boy, how do I change the world? And in all her wisdom, she said, well, I can't change the whole world, but I can change what's three feet around me. Mm. And it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. And he has taken that and created an entire program about the Three Feet Challenge. But so the song is really about this idea that we have tremendous power in how we choose to live our daily lives. That top-down power is pretty broken right now, but ah, the power that comes up from the human heart, that comes up from the human community, comes up from the individual spirit, that's alive and well. And it's pretty powerful stuff, and it's happening. So that's really what the song is, is addressing. It's, it's right here. And in the interest of giving you listeners out there some experience of what you have when you have Parker Palmer and Carrie Newcomer together in presenting either What We Need Is Here or Healing the Heart of Democracy, these kind of programs, let's share Carrie's song, Three Feet or So. When I'm weary, lost or sad, overwhelmed or just fed up, I say grace for what I have. Most of the time that is enough We abide his skin and bones We're all the lost we've ever known 
What is gone is always near. Where all the love that brought us here, and the things that have saved us, are still here to save us. It's not out there somewhere. It's right here. It's right here. Behind, not heading softly hums. Saying, "Honey, that's the way it's done." We'll have to search for love. Bring our hands and bring our hearts. All we have to do is know love will find us in the dark. And the things that say It's only come to be expected that when Carrie Newcomer shares music, it's going to be inspirational and uplifting. And she did it again there with her song, Three Feet or So. Her website is carriennewcomer.com. And we also have Parker Palmer here today for Spirit in Action. Best to find him via couragerenewal.org. And both those links are on northernspiritradio.org. So, Parker, you're up there sharing this music, these inspirations, this talk about what we need in this world, and like that song. Yeah, and, and what I wanted to say about her remarks before the song is that the transformation that we must have in the United States of America is so thoroughgoing that no one can get his or her arms around it. It's cultural, it's economic, it's political. It's religious and spiritual. We are a nation in trouble, and the call to transformation involves every nook and cranny of this society. And if you try to hold that big picture, there's only one outcome, and that outcome is despair. And so 
since your original question was about how can a show like this make a difference or how can talking about healing the heart of democracy make a difference, one of the lessons that we try to teach and one of the lessons we try to learn is that we have to believe in that which is within our reach to do. We have to believe in the power of the small act multiplied by hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions. It's the only thing that has ever changed a society is the cumulative effect of small acts. And recent studies of major transformative social movements have indicated that you don't need 100% of the people in a society embracing the beliefs that Harry and I hold. In fact, the percentage is more like 5% of people embracing these beliefs and actively embodying, instantiating them can do the trick. And so I think one of our constant messages is, look, we're all just ordinary people. And we, as ordinary people, along with all the other ordinary people, simply try to devote a fair chunk of what we're doing in the world to pursuing the good, the true, and the beautiful with other human beings who are just as ordinary as we are. So, you know, neither of us is running for office. Neither of us is trying to raise $10 million to promote somebody's candidacy. We're trying to encourage the human possibility which is always on human scale. And I think part of the reason we connect with a lot of people in the work we do is precisely that. They see themselves and their possibilities in it. And I would like to hear some of the feedback from the world for all these seeds that you've planted. And I want to give you one right now, Parker. I know that Carrie has been planting seeds in people's hearts with her songs all along and your books, the first one I read was The Promise of Paradox, and that's been fruitful for me ever since. But back in 2000, I think you came out with Let Your Life Speak, and I picked it up a year or two later. And because of that book, and it's about helping people toward their vocation, what they're doing in their life, I read that book, requested a clearness committee. That clearness committee is what eventually guided me to do the work of Northern Spirit Radio, which I started in 2005. So the seeds that you put out there through that book transformed me to help me work on this transformation in the world. And I'm just wondering if either you, Carrie Newcomer, or you, Parker Palmer, could share some more examples of the plants that you see growing out of the seeds that you've been doing through your collaborations. Well, I'm just going to mention one quickly, but I, I want to hear from Carrie. And thank you, Mark, for your kind words. You mentioned Wisconsin. You reside in Wisconsin. And in 2011, about the time when Carrie and I were putting Healing the Heart of Democracy together, the State Council of Churches in Wisconsin launched a statewide campaign called Healing the Heart of Democracy, which involved training people to be conversation circle facilitators in local congregations around these issues that divide us. But thousands of people were involved in this Council of Churches project right here in Wisconsin. So there's an example of the sort I think you were just asking for, seeds being planted and then people finding ways to grow them through their own organizations, as it were, in, in their own gardens. And Carrie, were you going to share something about seeds? You know, as a songwriter, I've, I've known for a long time that you send your songs out into the world with your best intentions, but you really don't know where they're going to land. You just can only hope they land well and with your best intentions. But I'm very grateful that people are very generous with me and will tell me after shows or write me about particular songs, 
about my work with Parker. We have our own podcast as well, and you know the work of the programs, uh, the two spoken word music programs. So I'm so grateful. Right after the 2016 election, there was a couple songs that kind of had a, a little viral moment out there. A song called "Sanctuary." You know, Sanctuary is a song that grew directly out of an email conversation I was having with Parker about what do you do when you're heartbroken, personally or politically. And he wrote me this beautiful letter about Brown Chapel and the Civil Rights Movement and sometimes taking sanctuary that there's a time to push forward and there's a time to rest in the arms of, of sanctuary and people you trust and gather your courage and strength for the next steps ahead. Let's listen to a bit of Carrie Newcomer's music in the hope of giving you a tiny taste of the experience of one of her collaborations with Parker Palmer. Here is Carrie's song, Sanctuary. Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember? Bring me sprigs of rosemary Be my sanctuary Till I can carry on Carry on Carry on This one knocked me to the ground This one dropped me to my knees I should have seen it coming But it surprised me Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on. Carry on In a state of true believers On streets called us and them It's gonna take some time Till the world feels safe again Will you be my refuge? My haven in the storm Will you keep the embers warm When my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on, carry on. Will you be my refuge, 
My haven in the storm. Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. Sanctuary is by Carrie Newcomer, helping us go forward in healing the world in the face of our own challenges and brokenness. We need a sanctuary sometimes to do the hard work that follows. Folks, you are listening to Spirit in Action. Today for Spirit in Action, I have here Parker Palmer and Carrie Newcomer sharing on their work. Healing the Heart of Democracy is part of it. What we need is here is part of it. And their latest collaboration is called The Growing Edge. And we'll get into that in the second half of Spirit in Action. First, I'll remind you, our website is northernspiritradio.org. When you come to that site, you find the links to all of our guests of the last 14 and a half years. That for Carrie Newcomer is com, And Parker Palmer, best place to find him is via couragerenewal.org, which is the website for the Center for Courage and Renewal. But all of those resources are on northernspiritradio.org, including the programs. And so when you listen to this, please remember to come to our website and post a comment. You know, we are heard on more than 40 stations nationwide, including just this past week, we have a new station carrying us within 40 miles of the border. Uh, that Carrie has been speaking about. So our programs are going all across the country, either directly from our website or via the various podcasts where we're distributed or via the 40-plus stations carrying programs. Also on our site, you'll find a place to donate. Go to northernspiritradio.org, click on Donate, and you can help support us, or you can mail us a check, whichever way you care to. We need your support to carry out this work. I personally see this work as helping to try and provide reach to the voices and the hands that are doing healing work for the world. And that's why we have both Carrie and Parker here today. And also, please remember to support the local community radio stations, other local media, who are so invaluable in terms of getting out the word. We depend on them to help get the word out. And so please start by supporting them. Help Northern Spirit Radio if you can, but certainly support local media. They're so invaluable. Parker and Carrie are here, and we're talking about their collaborations specifically. Having just heard those two beautiful Carrie Newcomer songs, I want to say a word about Carrie's music that I think really fits the topic of today's show. She was talking about the personal impact that many of her songs have on people, and I, I hear about that all the time. One of the most common phrases I hear is, your music is the soundtrack of my life or the playlist of my life. Lots of people will say that. You helped me so much when my mother died. You helped me so much when I was struggling with a child. You helped me so much in a vocational crisis, etc. But a lot of her songs also have this broader social and even political impact. One that Carrie didn't mention that is very much loved and admired is a song called If Not Now, which you might want to end the program with. But what I want to say about this is that there's an important subtext in music that reaches from the personal to the political. And the subtext is that we are whole human beings. 
And we've got to stop treating each other as if we come in compartments or separable pieces. So, oh, I'm so sorry that your mother died, but I really hate the fact that you belong to the other party or that you don't agree with me about the current administration. We are whole human beings, and we need modes of being with each other, of being fully ourselves and allowing other people to be fully themselves that represent that wholeness. A lot of the problems in our society is we keep trying to chop each other into categories, you know. I like the fact that you're, you're a good preacher, but I don't like the fact that you believe such and such politically. I like the fact that you're a good dad, but I don't like the fact that you hold particular convictions and commitments. So I think Carrie's music, and I, indeed I think our song and spoken word events, speak to the whole person. And that's what we're trying to do on the project that I feel most identified with these days, which is The Growing Edge that Carrie and I do together. And people can go to our website at newcomerpalmer.com, newcomerpalmer.com, to see our latest work. We love the Growing Edge concept. It's a phrase we stole from the great African-American theologian Howard Thurman because it speaks to this whole person. Uh, that I was just talking about. People have so many growing edges. You know, we're growing as, as individuals, we're growing as partners, we're growing as citizens, or we're reaching for something that we aren't quite there yet. That's the holistic, humanistic emphasis of the Growing Edge project in, in everything that we do. So I want to put in a plug for the whole human being. And a word about how we've got to stop chopping each other into pieces and then trying to manipulate each piece to get it to look like what we want it to look like. Of course, there are tendencies that are really widespread in human experience to categorize. How can the Hutus and the Tutsis kill one another? How could Nazis kill Jews or labor unions or gypsies? Or how can in the United States, how can we subjugate people with a darker skin to inferiority and because of slavery or before civil rights started to redress some of that balance. It is very easy throughout human experience to categorize and put people in a single label and thereby devalue them. And yet through your collaborations, you work on people not doing that. Exactly. And, and another word I would use is not objectifying people. As in a phrase that Carrie and I both love, the more you know about another person's story, the less possible it is to dislike them or distrust them or just diss them altogether, the less possible it is to hate them. I also think we have to recognize the fact that in this country, and this is true in the other countries you've named, but in this country, big money is being put into trying to get us to hate one another. And Citizens United really opened the door to that, and we're seeing it manifested in our politics today. But we're paying the price for that decision in big money being put into trying to convince us to hate each other. That's a big part of the agenda in certain parts of the media and in certain parts of our business and communications life. So we've got some hard realities to deal with, but again, back to ground zero, we're only ordinary people. We can only immediately influence what's within three feet or so. But if enough of us do that, we're going to make a difference. And it turns out, according to studies, that enough doesn't mean a whole lot. It's a critical mass. It's, it's yeast in the dough. It's kind of this also, you know, right now, this, this recycling of old idea that hasn't worked, that hating on the people that you hate and then they can hate you back. 
let's just match aggression for aggression and divisive for divisive. You know, it's an old idea that hasn't really worked. A couple millennium or more, it hasn't really worked out that well. And, you know, I think part of what we do with the growing edge is say, let's look at our other options here. We don't have to give in to that voice of big money and also certain voices in our communities that compartmentalize us or objectify people. I've never met a person yet without an important story to tell. Never once. And I think I, I have a bumper sticker on my forehead. I love a good story. You know, people will just tell me stories on the bus or wherever I am because I do. And I've never met a person yet without an important story to tell. I think that goes beyond. I think that goes beyond, you know, some of the things that we're using to compartmentalize one another right now. Absolutely. And let me just issue fair warning. If you tell Carrie Newcomer your story, it's likely to end up in a song on her next album. <laughs> so has that happened to you then, Parker? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has. I mean, I even have, have told Carrie dreams that ended up in songs. Uh, yes, I'm always quoting Parker. Like I said, half of the songs on my last album came out of conversations with Parker. Like what you said. <laughs> There's a big difference between words and the way she crafts them with music and rhythm and vocalization. It's a gift. It's an art. It's, it's utterly beyond me. I think of it as a kind of magic. It's alchemy. It's, it's turning ordinary words into some kind of shining gold. It's been interesting, too, because we've done several collaborative songs. The first one was called Two Toast. And I took one of Parker's poems and set it to music. Uh, another song was Abide. And you know, there have been several. But recently, Parker said, you know, I'd really like to write a song. I write prose. I write poetry. I've done a lot of writing in my life. And I'd like to write a song. This looks... and I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and, even, and even when you heard been, what it was about. And it was a wonderful experience. And so, yeah, I can, you could probably talk more about that than me. But it was really wonderful to get inside Parker Palmer's songwriting mind. Well, it's a huge gift to me, Mark, to work with someone who has a different set of sensibilities and skills. And I've been thinking throughout this conversation that the problems we face are so complex that we really need interdisciplinary work, which yeah. ordinarily is kind of a dry and desiccated phrase, interdisciplinary work. But when two people actually start working with each other who bring different gifts to the table, some wonderful things can happen. So the song that Carrie is referring to began with the fact that I'm getting to be an old man. Next month, I'll turn 81. And of course, as one is in one's 80s or approaches one's 80s, one begins thinking a little more about mortality than one did in one's 20s or 30s or 40s. Since I'm a word person and have often dealt with life and, and its issues by writing poetry or prose, I became fascinated with watching Carrie write songs and the alchemy of it, the craft of it, and wanted to try my hand at some lyrics but didn't quite know where to go around the topic of dying. I didn't want to write a morbid, mournful song about dying because that's not how I feel about it or want to feel about it. I wanted to write something that was honest but uplifting. And one morning, true story, I woke up with this line running through my mind. If I could, I'd dance this way forever, but some soon day my dancing here will end. 
I came into my office and I wrote it down because you have to grab those things before they fly out the window. And I started working on it. And over a period of a couple of weeks, I actually came up with a song that has a chorus, several verses, a bridge, etc. So I sent it to Carrie. And in very short order, she came back with a tune that I just thought was perfect. It really captured the spirit of what I was trying to do. And then the wonderful Gary Walters, pianist, virtuoso, who does these shows with us and is our good friend, part of this Three Musketeers thing we got going. He wanted to lay in a piano track as Carrie sang and played her guitar. It all sounded so good that Carrie finally said, let, let me gather some of my musician friends in a studio. And they recorded this song, which ended up being called The Music Will Play On. I don't know if it'll speak to anybody else, but although I've played it for some friends who have suffered recent losses in their lives, and they said that it did indeed speak to them, which I'm grateful for, of course. But for me, it's given me a container at almost age 81 to carry, I don't know, a certain aspiration about how I would like to take the trip out of this life into whatever lies beyond. I've danced all my life. I don't dance well with others. I jitterbug. I, <laughs> I, I rock and roll dance, but I, I dance in juxtaposition to others. I don't, I've never knocked anybody down, but it's my generation. You know, it's how we do it. And so the metaphor is very true for me. And I'd, I'd like to dance on out just the way as, as I feel like I've danced through life itself. So that's where the song came from, and I'm, I'm ever grateful. I, I'd like to think of things in terms of aspirations that I hold. For example, as a Quaker, and Carrie is a Quaker too, I've always said I aspire to be a pacifist, but I can't say that I'm there yet. I aspire to nonviolence, but I can't say that I'm there yet. And I think it's healthy for me to hold that tension between where I actually am and where I'd like to be. It helps keep me honest, but it also gives me a vision of possibility. And I think both are equally important. With that, I think I need to hear the song. I actually haven't heard it yet, folks. But together we're going to be listening to a song written by Parker Palmer, music added by Carrie Newcomer, here today for Spirit in Action. The song is The Music Will Play On. I've been hearing music from the moment I was born Spent a lifetime looking For where it's coming from Sometimes I came close to it Sometimes I got off course These days I feel I'm heading home To the music source If I could, I'd dance this way forever But some soon and here will end Music will play on Then one day I'll be gone I'll dance into the darkness As new life dances in At times the music's heavy Then it floats away A simple steady heartbeat can get me through most days I'll be out here dancing Long as I can feel the beat Take my hand, my love And catch the 
next dance with me If I could, I'd dance this way forever But some soon day my dancing here will end The music will play on Then one day I'll be gone I'll dance into the darkness As new life dances in Life does not go silent Once our dancing's done These harmonies will always Call from beyond the years The heavens dance forever To the music of the spheres If I could I'd dance this way forever Some soon day my dancing here will end Music will play on Then one day I'll be gone I'll dance into the darkness As new life dances in If I could I'd dance this way forever But some soon day my dancing here will end Music will play on Then one day I'll be gone I'll dance into the darkness As new life dances in Into the holy darkness Where new life begins Into the holy darkness Where new life begins The music will play on. I guess Parker Palmer hasn't written that many songs, but he's just added a, quite a jewel to our riches through that song with the collaboration of Carrie Newcomer. Again, Carrie Newcomer, track her down at carrynewcomer.com. Most often you can find Parker Palmer via the site of the Center for Courage and Renewal. The website is couragerenewal.org. And again, the music will play on. And that grew out of our discussion about the growing edge. And I have a feeling, because I've looked at the website and I understand what the growing edge is about, many of our listeners need some kind of detail to what your collaboration of the growing edge actually is. It includes these retreats with a very limited number of people, something like 25, I think. How many of these have you done? What are the mechanics of them? How long do they go How do you choose the people? Could you fill us in a little bit about that? I believe we've done about four of these retreats. You know, the Growing Edge is 
it, it grew very organically. Parker and I, again, like the last spoken word and music program, kind of grew out of these conversations. The Growing Edge also grew out of these conversations. And this idea of being on the Growing Edge personally, uh, vocationally, and politically, and in our own conversations about where we were on our own growing edges. So we decided to create this website that would have different facets to it. There is a retreat that we explore this idea with a small group of people, generally 25. We have a podcast where we explore a lot of growing edge questions and we have conversations there. We are looking into doing some webinars because these retreats are very limited. We can only do so many a year and they're small because they need to be to be the kind of experience we're hoping to provide. So in the podcast, we also have what we're calling conversation starters. So people can use the podcast as a way of doing their own personal growing edge work together. It's, it's been a wonderful project. And like I said, I love that it's been happening so organically that this grew into this, grew into this. I don't think, Parker, we could have kind of said, okay, now we're laying out the outline of what we want to do in the next couple of years with the growing edge. You know, I, I think it really has been delightful how it's been a creative, ongoing growing edge for both of us. Absolutely. I'll, and I'll just mention one more feature of the site, Carrie, which is that we have an opportunity there for people to sign up for a monthly newsletter, which will update them on, on what's happening with this project and in our own individual work. I think we could also add to this this sort of foundational quote from Howard Thurman, the great African-American theologian of the 20th century. Carrie and I are both are devotees of his work, one of the most important voices of the 20th century, and not nearly well enough known in our time. People kind of wake up when they hear that Martin Luther King Jr. always carried two books with him wherever he went. One was the Bible. And the other was Howard Thurman's book, Jesus and the Disinherited, which deeply informed King's work around social change and racial justice. So the Howard Thurman quote that we based the Growing Edge Project on, I don't have it before me, so I'll just paraphrase very briefly. Thurman says, you know, life is a struggle. We are always dealing with destruction and death. But he says, in the midst of that, if, if you want to find your bearings, if you want to find energy and hope, if you want to find new life, look well to the growing edge. He said, the birth of a child, this is just one of the examples he uses in this brief but very rich quote, the birth of a child is life's answer to death. It, it's a very simple way of saying that as things die, new things grow. That's, that's the law of nature, and it's the way of human nature as well. So we thought, okay, let's take that notion of the growing edge and put together a project that doesn't deny destruction or death, because I at least just don't believe people who live and speak in denial of destruction and death. It's, it's just, it's like, what planet do they live on? As if everything were rosy if you just said the right words or gave the right preacher the right amount of money. That's just, it's nonsense. But if there's an acknowledgement of the shadow and then a pointer toward the light, I find that trustworthy discourse and a trustworthy path. And that's what we're trying to do on The Growing Edge. So we, we invite people to find hope, not in sort of abstract words of hope, but as Carrie said earlier, by looking intentionally for the growing edges in their personal lives and or their vocational lives, 
and or their political lives, their public lives as citizens. And for some people, it's one of those and not the other two. For other people, it's two out of three. For other people, it's, as we say in Wisconsin, the whole kielbasa. It's all three. Uh, But uh, people have responded wonderfully well to this invitation to find hope, not because we exhort them to be hopeful, but to find hope by looking for that green and tender shoot that is maybe beginning to poke its way up through the concrete in your personal life and or your vocational life and or your public life. And then to focus on it, to nurture it, to pursue it, and to do that in all kinds of ways, including these growing edge retreats that we offer where 25 people are working on their growing edges. And everything on our site is really devoted to that kind of focus. And again, folks, the website where you can explore and follow up on this is newcomerpalmer.com. That's the last names of Carrie Newcomer and Parker J. Palmer here today for Spirit in Action. So newcomerpalmer.com is where you'll find more detail. The retreats, you didn't say how long they are. Three days. So people can get all the information they want by going to our website and clicking on the retreats tab where they'll find everything they need to know about purpose and location and dates and cost. Yeah, and all the details about it. And also, that's where we'll announce when we start accepting applications for the next retreat that the next one we'll be sending out applications for will be in October. October 2020. We're going to do one at the end of March this year and then another one in October. We have so much else to do that two a year is about what we can pull off, which is why Carrie mentioned earlier that we believe we're going to be experimenting with some webinars where we can get online with a larger community of people and have conversations as the year goes by without having to get on another airplane and go somewhere. You know, I have so many favorite Parker Palmer quotes. They're all of my songs. But (laughs) that this idea of hope not being gossamer or being just wishful thinking or positive thinking, you know, that hope is holding it all. And I love this quote. I'm I'm quoting you, Parker. Hope is holding a creative tension between what is and what could and should be each day, doing something to narrow the distance between the two. That it doesn't blink the hard stuff that we're facing right now. There it is. And at the same time, envisioning all that could and should be right here, that, that green shoot coming up that Parker was mentioning earlier. And then each day, taking some action, doing our part in what narrows the distance between those two. And I think that's so much about what The Growing Edge is about, how Parker and I really view the nature of hope. It's all there. People should come visit the site. And again, that site is newcomerpalmer.com. You can follow Carrie's full work on carrienewcomer.com and couragerenewal.org, which is the website of the Center for Courage and Renewal, is a primary site to find out all things Parker Palmer, including you should get and read his 10 books and listen to Carrie's 18 albums and all of that. And there's so much more we could and I would love to talk about with you too. But I know we have places to go, important people to meet and things to be done. So I need to let you go. But I first want to thank you, Carrie. Your music plays in my heart constantly. It is part of the soundtrack of my life. And you make such a difference for me and for so many people, motivating, supporting us in doing world healing work. Thank you so much for joining me for Spirit in Action. 
Well, thank you. Of course, Parker, you're so dear. Northern Spirit Radio would not be here without the piece that you played through your book, Letting Your Life Speak, that made my life. And so I have to be thankful for you every day of my work life and for so much of my spiritual life as well. Thank you again for joining us as well. Thanks so much, Mark. Great to be with you and with Carrie. Parker, you suggested that we go out with Carrie's song, If Not Now. We'll at least give our listeners a taste of it as time permits. In the meantime, folks, listen to all of Carrie Newcomer's beautiful music, read all of Parker Palmer's beautiful and inspirational books and other writings, and we'll see you all next week for Spirit in Action. Here's part of Carrie's song, If Not Now. If not now, tell me when. If not now, tell me when. That's nice. We may never see this moment or place and time again. If not now, if not now, tell me when. I see sorrow and trouble. Theme music for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. Check out all things Spirit in Action on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, and I hope you find deep roots to support you to grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. Oh